0: Sports fans, this time for Strong Style, Impact Media's weekly dive off the top rope Ooh, yeah. into the world of professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York. I don't know about you guys, it's been kind of a weird, foggy, crazy week already, but I'm ready to go. I'm holding no punches. I'm pulling no punches. We've got so much to get into. Tons of wrestling. We had hard to kill pay-per-view that was in Atlanta over the weekend big stuff going on there just every all wrestling cylinders are just at top capacity right now but before we jump into the world as we always do of mixed martial arts first to tell you guys that if you want to be part of the show and you can do that in many ways you can do that you want to leave us a question comment suggestion rating review any of those fun things these are the ways you can be a part of the show you can email us the blanket email for impact media is three endzone at gmail.com that is the number three e-n-d-z-o-n-e at gmail.com you can put something in the subject line about strong style if you like if not i'm pretty sure we can figure it out and as some of you have learned recently, as I keep telling you guys, I am the one who responds to practically every email. It's, it's not some robot. It's not some random intern. It is not Producer Sassy. It is not Producer Sunshine. It is more than likely me that responds. I uh, appreciate your email. Also, you can search for us on Facebook, whether that is Impact Media, Strong Style, Jeremy York, any of those should be able to find us. If you are one of those people who just likes to click a link and listen to a show, you can do so by going to at Team Impact Media on Twitter. Scroll down to the appropriate show you want to listen to. Click on it and listen to it as many times as you like. There is no cap. In case there is one, let me know. I'll give you a better link if there is one. But I'll, I'll I'll send you the show if you want to listen to it. Uh, you can also follow me for show-related things, such as the links to the shows and other things, plus things away from the show. They, trust me, we've got some fun stuff coming up this weekend that involves a couple of us here at Impact Media, and uh, we're going to start doing some more videos and things. I promise you guys. We're going to be doing some fun stuff. Uh, you can do so by following at TheImpact99. You do that, you can find me on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. And as always, you can find us anywhere you find a podcast, including Podcast One, Spotify, and the iTunes Store. If there is a place you regularly find a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know, and we will fix that just as soon as we can. And as some of you learned, sometimes that is super fast. That is almost freaky fast, but we don't deliver sandwiches. We deliver audio content. So... Let's jump into the world of mixed martial arts. And what's going on in mixed martial arts? Well, there's a couple, well, there's, there's one headline that bleeds into another headline, but before we get into all of that, let's talk about the action that has happened and that is soon to happen. Is, is sooner to happen than what the headline is about. I think you guys know what the headline is about. We will, uh, we will get into that. Uh, well, let's start with the event over the weekend. That is UFC Fight Night Strickland versus Imovov. Remember, it was supposed to be Nasruddin Imovov versus Kelvin Gastelum, and Gastelum got an injury or picked up something and couldn't make it, and so, or had to pull out of the fight Sean Strickland said, "I'll be your huckleberry." And how did that go? Well, Sean Strickland gets a unanimous decision win. And I know a lot of people when they hear unanimous decision, they're just like, oh, "Okay, well, uh, he just he did enough to win." No, <laughs> this was Sean Strickland's fight. A lot of people forgot that Sean Strickland is is on his way to the top. He had a couple little speed bumps. That have kind of sidetracked him a little bit, but uh, this move over him uh, If I'm at the top of the light heavyweight division, I don't want to see Sean Strickland But uh, he he more than did enough in my opinion to get the win great win for Sean Strickland Uh evolve I, I Think he he was so geared up to face Gastelum that he couldn't pivot that Sean Strickland is a different kind of fighter he will march you down he will put you against the cage and uh, when he backs you into a corner you ain't coming out of your own free will and uh, that's that's a lot of what Strickland did And he controlled the fight and showed that he's a top contender and you are gonna have to watch out for Sean Strickland Emoval will be fine he'll, he'll rebound he'll get a couple wins he'll be right back up in this spot but Good wins, Sean Strickland. Let's talk about Dan Ige versus Damon Jackson, the featherweight division. This was your co-main event. Dan Ige gets the stoppage. What was it? Four minutes into round number two. He gets the stoppage via punches. Uh, That's another one, guys. Ige is still really good. Now, Jackson's good too. Was this not? You know, this this was a back and forth fight. Their stats are are very very similar. Uh, the difference was Ige got the takedown, I believe that that led to his victory. And it's it was it was really a solid fight. I enjoyed it. I don't know if you guys enjoyed it as as much, but uh, it, it was a good co-main event, and it led beautifully into the strickland Bob fight a lot of times the co-main outshines the main or uh, neither one of them kind of live up to the hype it it happens sometimes you overhype things and sometimes the hype is just where it should be and they you know you just you don't get the fight you thought you'd see i thought the co-main and the main delivered in the types of fights that we thought we were going to see uh next fight as we go down the list you guys know i go through the main card uh Punahuele Soriano versus Roman Kapalov. Kapalov gets the stoppage via kick, and it was a smasher. It was a smasher. It didn't matter if Soriano saw it coming or not. That that one's going to put you down. Uh, Kapalov gets the win. That was three minutes into round number two. Kapalov improves to ten and two. Punahuele uh, Soriano falls to nine and three yep they're both nine and two coming in uh middleweight division you guys already know it's it's loaded every one of these divisions are loaded uh good for kopalov i I thought he was going to have the advantage i don't remember my picks um i know i missed the next fight that we will get to though as catelyn Vieira took on her women's bantamweight foe fellow fighter raquel pennington this thing goes down to a split decision where I thought Kellen Vieira was going to take it but this is how close it was it was 28-29 29-28 28-29 you get a split decision win for Raquel Pennington fantastic I mean this was this was every bit of the barn burner fight we thought Pennington was doing more damage she wasn't throwing as many total strikes but the ones she threw mattered even though I mean almost almost five full minutes of control for Vieira uh, it it didn't matter it didn't seem to matter as at the end of the day what mattered was uh, the the body and, and mainly the body blows I think were what was really adding up that Pennington was putting on Vieira uh, really good fight. I thought this was going to be one of the best fights on the card. I think it would be real hard for you guys to disagree. I didn't say the absolute best. Let's let's keep it at that. I think it's one of the best by far. And by one of the best, probably top two, top three on most of your lists. Uh, and then lastly, to open up the main card, Umar Nomegomedov against Rayoni Barcelos. Well, four minutes and 40 seconds into round number one, via punches. Uh, I felt bad for Barcelos because Umar Umar won everywhere on the stat sheet, including on the scoreboard. Uh, he, I mean, just the, the brutal leg kicks, uh, the body blows. He, he was just peppering Barcelos with everything he got. Gets the stoppage because of the punches and the main punch. Uh, improves to 16 and 0. I, it looks way more one-sided than it was. I know the betting lines were just off the charts, but Rayoni got some shots in there, and I'll give him that. He did get some shots in there, and, uh, you know, didn't didn't get completely jokered out. But Umar and Magomedov in the bantamweight division, look out! This guy is is got a rocket strap to him, and he's going straight to the top. Um, what was that other fight I thought was really good? Oh, Charles Johnson and Jimmy Flick. It opened up the card, and four minutes. And 33 seconds into round number one, the stoppage via punches. Charles Johnson over Jimmy Flick. Uh, Johnson come out like a man possessed. Man, he 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 threw four to five times as many strikes as Flick did. It just seems like Flick, Flick was always on his back foot, and he couldn't. Every time he was trying to move forward, Charles Johnson was just right there to drop the hammer. Right there, drop the hammer. Now, of course, as good as fight night was, UFC 283 is this weekend. It is Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill. I am one of those guilty of saying Jamal Did not know how to say that. I am sorry, Jamal. I did not uh, know exactly how to pronounce that, but I know it is Jamal Hill. That is going to be a thriller. Michael Jackson approved thriller. Let's start with that one. 283, of course, is going to be in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, which is the home of Glover Teixeira, who is the light heavyweight title holder. How's this fight going to go? Well, if I knew that, I'd probably bet money on it. And uh, my next, (laughs) the next episode of Strong Style would probably be through probably be from some uh, slightly breezy sunny beach with a uh, sweet fruity drink in my hand but since I don't know such things by the way I don't encourage insider trading or anything like that information that's don't do that I think that Glover is going to try to slow things down and he is going to try to uh, fight his fight and be a technician and put it on Jamal in the way that he wants to and if he's able to do that and control the fight Jamal Hill is gonna be in for it but I think Jamal Hill is going to try to use his speed and his quickness. Those are two different things. And uh, his youth a little bit. I'm not calling Glover old because Glover has proven to us a lot, a lot, a lot that he still got more than enough in the tank. Heck, he's the champ again. But if Jamal Hill can, can get in there and, and do his quick shots and move around, then I feel like Jamal should be able to take this. Now here's the kicker Anthony Smith is will be down there in Rio and he will be he will be the backup fighter in case some part of this falls apart if not he's gonna be fighting somewhere in March I believe uh, some people say that maybe... He will be against Paul Craig, who has kind of called him out a little bit, in a friendly way. They they are on good terms. He's He's been on – they've talked to each other on podcasts before, and, and, you know, there's there's nothing remotely wrong or anything with it. So, it's just going to be – if that's the two that they end up, then, that, then that's fantastic. Because Anthony Smith has, has said himself that uh, he actually wants Glover and Jamal to – To fight this out and you know he wouldn't mind fighting in in March like he's supposed to and then at some point getting winner of this I could see that I could definitely see that he actually trained with Jamal for this opportunity which is kind of crazy but I like uh, I like the way that's playing out in the light heavyweight division I will tell you right now my pick is Jamal Hill I hate it for Glover that he's going to lose in his, in his home country. And it's not because I think he's old. Like I said, I don't think that's what it is. I think Jamal is just a slightly better fighter. I think he is going to use that speed to his advantage. And he is going to keep kind of jumping around and uh, just try to get in between Glover's defense. And I think, uh, I think this one somewhere in round three is probably going to be a stoppage. Just off the top of my head. Uh, the co-main event in this one is also a title fight as fellow Brazilian, Davison Figueiredo, is going to defend his flyweight title against Brandon Moreno. This is Figueiredo Moreno 4. They fought a couple other times. They've, they've had a split draw before. I think they've both, I think Moreno has won twice, Figueiredo has won once. Could be wrong in that and it could be flipped, but in the flight division, you just have to have this fight one more time, and then that should be it. Uh, whoever wins this m- should move on. The other one should drop down a minute, and it should be somebody else in there. But uh, these two are going to be... It's going to be a banger of a fight. And I'm going to... This one's so tough to me. This this is 50-50 down the, down the way. Um... In fact, the betting lines are pretty close to being 50-50s. I'm going to take Devis and Fegueredo to retain his title. I th- if if this one goes three rounds, if this one goes five rounds, whatever it does, I think it goes the distance. These two usually go the distance on each other. So, uh, yeah, give me Figueredo in that one. Um, Fight number three, Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. This would be a main event any other time if there wasn't. Two other title fights ahead of, or two title fights ahead of it. In fact, everything on the, everything on the main card is a potential main event. Uh, Gilbert Burns, though, they they are heavily featuring Brazilian fighters in this one. He is uh, Dorino, Gilbert Burns. He is a uh, pretty big favorite over Neil Magny Neil Magny is no slouch of a fighter but uh, I, I do think Gilbert Burns is gonna come out with the victory in this one I just I feel like he's on a, a bigger a bigger burner of a run right now than Neil Magny uh, would not be surprised if Magny found a way to pull out a victory but I think Burns has the heavy advantage as the betting line shows match up number four Lauren Murphy Going to enemy territory, where she's a little bit of a dog in this one. Plus 380 in the in the uh, betting world against Jessica Andrade, who is a minus 500, and also from Brazil. Maybe they're giving a little home field advantage there. If they are, they are. If they're not, then uh, they're doing a pretty good job of, of masquerading it. I think Andrade does have the slight advantage, but give me Lauren Murphy, who showed that she can get to bullet Valentina. She got all the way to bullet and even she said she wasn't quite ready for that. So I think Lauren Murphy is going to make another run to the top and your next number one contender is either going to be Lauren Murphy or Jessica Andrade. I don't know if it's right after this fight or one after that but I do think these are two people who are looking to uh, take on uh, Valentina very very soon uh give me Lauren Murphy in this one I just give me Lauren Murphy I just got, I got a weird feeling and then matchup number five these are all the pay-per-view card matchups uh Paul Craig because once again I will say he is Scottish so if you are Scottish and you have a heavy accent like Paul Craig you might say his name like Paul Krieg that's how you say it if you are Scottish if you are not Scottish it is Paul Craig that is how your accent will <laughs> It's, it. His name is not universally Paul Krieg. It, come on, guys. <laughs> come on. You know that. Uh, but Paul Craig in enemy territory taking on Johnny Walker. This is pretty. Johnny Walker at the minus 190 is the favorite, plus 160 for Paul Craig. Paul Craig knows that he can't just fall down and expect Johnny Walker to come over there and let him put a submission on him. Uh, Paul Craig's going to have to do a little more of the stand-up. He's going to have to grapple or wrestle a little more. if He's going to want to get Johnny Walker to the ground or put an arm bar while you're standing up like you've done before. But uh, Johnny Walker always has so much promise that he's going to be this uh, great standout fighter, and then he hits a couple speed bumps and gets knocked down. And just every time he gets kind of close, uh, kind of like shoots and ladders, he gets almost to the top. And uh, find some of those shoots. And um, I think Paul Craig is going to be his latest shoot. I think Paul Craig is going to win this battle. Um, I d- it depends on Paul Craig said if he's if he's uh, not worse for wear in this one, and he gets the victory, then that's that's why he would want to take take on Anthony Smith in March. I don't know if he's going to be worse for wear or not. Anthony Smith may have a different opponent in mid March, but I do say that. Uh, anthony's next fight after that one should be uh, a title fight because uh, outside of the injury picked up that he, he should be up there now the rest of this card is going to be on ABC ESPN and ESPN plus or at least these three fights are going to be or four fights one two three four yeah these four are going to be on ABC and ESPN along with ESPN plus you're going to get Mauricio Hua against uh... ehor pateria or peschera am i saying that correctly uh... that's gonna be a pretty good one gregory rodriguez versus bruno ferreira tiago moises versus is it melchisio costa uh... gabriel Bonfim is gonna go against uh... manir Le- and then we get into the espn plus uh... prelims basically that uh, have some pretty good names on them. I mean, uh, Cody Stamens on here, Terrence McKinney, Worley Alves, Nicholas Dalby, um, Daniel Marcos, Simon Olivero. Big names, big names. Uh, Whether you get the pay-per-view, whether you just watch the ESPN slash ABC stuff, whether you just do the ESPN Plus stuff, uh, this is going to be a big fight, big fight times, and um, definitely check them out. I know I'll be checking them out. I will be checking them out from uh, an event I will be at, but I look forward to coming back and watching replays and um, and uh, things like that. But it should be fun. It should be big. Tashera versus Hill. Big fight. Uh, now, all right. Uh, Elephant in the room. Elephant in the room. Francis Ngannou saga with the UFC is um, I guess it's over, really. Because he has been released from his UFC contract. A condition of his release is that he forfeits the heavyweight title. Understandable. If you're you're not, you know, if you're not a member of the club, you don't get to wear the big hat. So, um, he had a bunch of, in his negotiations, he had a list of, not conditions, I say asks. Things he was asking for. Things like uh, health care. Okay. Things like uh, representation for some sort of representation for the fighters, like, on the board. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Just imagine in your job if you said, hey, to the top decision makers, whether that's, like, the president and general manager of where you work uh, or, uh, you know, just the people at the top, hey, next time you guys sit down for a board meeting or to uh, make a major decision, I think somebody from my department should be in it. Let me know how that goes. I, yeah, there's a chance you're probably going to get yelled at or told to get back to work. Uh, I understand where he's coming from on that. There's a, there's a bunch of demands. you can, I mean, not demands, but there's a bunch of things he was asking about and asking for, and some of them were, were not that bad. And and I, I appreciate his effort in trying to do those. But now he is a free agent. He can... Uh, Dana said that they offered him the richest contract in, I guess, UFC history. They said uh, in, he would have been the highest heavyweight of all time. Maybe somebody would have had slightly more, somewhere down. Maybe it was a Conor McGregor or something. But uh, he said he would have made better than Brock money, and Brock Lesnar cost some pretty good money to uh, to fight in the UFC. But he was that cash cow, and uh, Ngannou could have been, but now. His options are wide open, but are they really? In the MMA world, let's think about this. He could he could go to the PFL, uh, get in the tournament and win the million dollars. You know, it's some good heavyweights, but you'd have to think he's the favorite. But he would have to fight three times to get to the million, or no, yeah, one, two, yeah, fight four times in the next calendar year to get to the million. Uh, but he turned out better than Brock money, which uh, Brock was like the $5 million range. So so we would have got more if he would have stayed there. He could also do part of the 50-50 share that PFL is doing if he did uh, just just prize fights and big fights on the pay-per-view stuff. But, I mean, are, are you still going to be making more than $5 million there? Probably not. And then he could go to Bellator once again both PFL and Bellator have the money to offer him these big contracts but if you go to Bellator um, I don't know I'm not sure how that would shake out either uh, you got one FC they uh they're probably not gonna pony up the money for that now he could do this boxing thing that he's wanting to do with Tyson Fury I mean, because we know that Tommy Fury and and Jake Paul have finally signed on to fight like later or what, late February. or I don't know. If it happens, it happens. But they're finally going to fight. You know, he could do some of these one-offs, but he's not a great boxer. So I'm I'm just, he's, I think he's limited his options in doing this, in my opinion. Uh, He may be able to get one or two of these decent boxing fights, and if so, that's great. But he has a fascinating story of where he started and what he's overcame. And uh, basically coming to this country with just little to, to nothing. And, and just nothing but a hope and a dream to go on. So uh, it's great for Francis. I, I wish him the best in whatever he does get into. And, uh, you know, let's not discount a return to the UFC somewhere down the road. Because they are the biggest brand and biggest MMA company out there currently. Um, I think he wants to do some, kind of like Nate Diaz, take a step back, do some stuff he really wanted to do, and then he'll get back into it later. I think that's what's going to happen. But he forfeited the belt, so who's the heavyweight champion? Well, funny you ask. Because on March the 4th at UFC, that's probably 285, 286, I don't have the number in front of me, right around early March. We are going to get Cyril Gaon versus John Jones for the heavyweight title. Stipe says I got winter in the summer. Not winter. He he, he gets. He's calling dibs on the winter. Okay, I have no problem with those. Um, we will talk more about Cyril Gon versus John Jones closer to it actually happening. But I would say John's be, John is the more talented fighter. That uh, could just wear Cyril Gan down, but Cyril Ga is also a technician to where he can he can actually eliminate some of the range that John Jones usually has on people. He can kind of get in behind the defenses a little bit, so uh, that that would probably be a five round five round uh, fisticuff display. it would be uh, it would be a really good fight, I guess is what I'm trying to say. but uh, that's that's kind of where we're at in the MMA world right now. And uh, before we take a break, I want to go ahead and say this one, uh, the biggest wrestling story going on right now. I want to say that, and then we'll take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll go through all of the wrestling action that happened uh, this past week. But uh, Jay Briscoe of the Briscoe brothers, it was Jay and Mark, you know. Uh, their real last name is Pew. They are actual chicken farmers in, what is it, New Hampshire. Uh, they, they really are. Um, anytime you see their, their videos of them at the family farm, that, that is their actual farm. Uh, but Jay, which is short for, is it Jamine or Jammin? I don't know how to quite say it, but uh, Jay passed away in a car accident, and uh, he was 38, which you know, to to go behind the curtain a little bit there or show behind the curtain, uh, yeah, that's real close to my age, guys. Didn't know if you guys quite knew that, but uh, that's it's it always hits a little closer to home when it's when it's people around your age. But beyond that. Uh, the briscoes there's there's not you can say so much about what the briscoes have done not just for ring of honor but the wrestling world and just the world in general Uh, big-time family men they are one of the best tag teams of all time in my opinion Uh, whatever list you make you're probably gonna put them at least in your top probably seven or eight maybe ten if you really push it but Uh, To a lot, including me, they might be higher up. But the the Briscoes, to start with, I'll be honest, to start with, I didn't get it. And that happens sometimes with some of the people that I end up just adoring. But the more I gave them a fair shake, and I went back and I watched more of what Mark and Jay do, and what they bring to the table and the style of wrestling and, and storytelling they have. Uh, they, they just completely won me over. Big Briscoe fan. Uh, and apparently in this wreck, there were three other people in the car. And from what I have gathered, these, these are facts, these are not my opinions, is that three, uh, uh, the three other passengers were uh, three of his kids. One is a little worse for wear that has uh, been in some surgeries to try to uh, fix some things. One is is, uh, dinged up pretty good, but seems to be okay. And uh, the other one was scratched up just a little bit and uh, is uh, already at home. But uh, thoughts, prayers, condolences, everything to the Briscoe Pew family. Um... I, I don't wish this kind of stuff on anybody and uh, just just keep them in your prayers as they not only deal with the loss of, of Jay but as uh, hopefully these kids recover from their injuries and uh, they're able to band together to uh, continue the, the great legacy of, of their dad but once again Jay Briscoe passed away the other day he was 38 and, uh, like I said, just thoughts, prayers, and condolences to the entire family. And we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact York from the Impact Media family of podcasts. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Make sure to go see our friends at betonline.net. They have the betting lines, the wagering lines. They have the articles. They have the podcast, the things to make you a better, more educated fan. It makes you smarter even if you're not betting, even if you choose not to bet, even if you can't legally do so where you're at. Remember, bet responsibly. Uh, If you think you have a a problem with wagering and betting, there are many helplines and things you can call. Please get help if you need it. Uh, if you just don't know where to turn, you can contact me here at the show, and I will try to get you in touch with people to help you out. But other than that, go, s- go visit our friends at betonline.net and tell them Impact Media sent you because we love hearing that, or they love hearing that. We love hearing from them that uh, you told them that. So, big big week of wrestling we are going to start with now yeah, let's start with WWE why not right let's go back to Monday Night Raw uh, the KO Corbin match has started off I thought it was going to be clunky a little bit, but Corbin has been really working on some things, and KO can wrestle a mop, and you think the mop was uh, Ric Flair, so uh, I think JBL is doing a lot to help Corbin's image, and uh, Corbin's in-ring work has uh, started to catch up with his barbecuing skills, because he is uh, quite, quite good at uh, preparing food. But uh, K.O. gets to win in that one, as he should. The bloodline comes down and attacks later on. We know that. But uh, good K.O. versus Corbin, good start. And I, I'm not the world's biggest fan of them talking for the first 15 minutes, so I like that they kind of got to the action. We get Alexa Bliss and the Uncle Howdy segment. We still don't quite know who Uncle Howdy is. There's a handful of people that it could be. I'll be honest, right now, does not matter to me at all who Uncle Howdy is. I like the part that is being played. I like that they are pulling Alexa back into it. Um, I don't know what kind of faction they're gonna put together, but if it's Bray, and it's Howdy, and it's Alexa, I think I would maybe try to pull in one more, but I don't know if you pull them from NXT. I don't know if you uh, convert somebody else around there, but uh, that faction would be an instant hit um, Bailey took on mission was known as me Uh Bailey of course ends up with the win in this one she finally gets a, a, a good solid win it's it baffles me that she puts has to put over as many people she did uh, damage control of course, is out there with her but uh, I still say bad Bailey is my favorite Bailey she just really understands that heel role that she plays and she is very very good at it we're getting Lashley thrown back into the Seth and Theory stuff which is fun Uh, I think he just took some time away I don't know if he was dinged up or injured I know they said it was suspension but Lashley looked to be in really really good shape so uh, I think you leave it as a trio there I know Cody is close to returning people think immediately he's going to be thrown into this Or him and Seth are going to get back into it? I don't think you do either. I think Cody should come back and, uh, you know, have a solid match with um, somebody not in—Dolph. Dolph Dolph and Cody would be really good. Uh, Could be pay-per-view, could not. uh, Cody being in the Royal Rumble makes a lot of sense. Cody winning the Rumble makes some okay sense. But it would make more sense for Sami Zayn to win the Royal Rumble. I will stick by that. I like that theory. I still give, I believe it was Ariel Hawani credit. It is. It is a. Uh, it is a, it's quite a good theory. And the nose knows. We know that. Um, that was a tag team. Gauntlet match or something like that that was Ultimately uh, Finn Balor and Damian priest were Going through a lot of people and then it looked like Finn heard a rip and Dominic had to step in and Dominic ended up getting the pinfall over the Street profits, so we're gonna get Finn Balor and Damian Priest or Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio versus the Usos. Yeah, unestablished tag team versus one of the best tag teams in wrestling history. i give the Usos in on that one. Um, Let's go. Let's go to SmackDown. And that opens up with Braun Strowman versus Gunther for the United States or Intercontinental title. He got got the Intercontinental title. Uh, Really good match. Normally, Braun overpowers everybody he goes against. Uh, Gunther was going toe-to-toe with him for a while, where his shots were stinging Braun. Braun's shots were uh, clubbing blows to Gunther, but they played this as two big giants, and they are two big giants. This was uh, probably one of the best matches probably in WWE last week, but... Uh, Gunther ends up with the win, and he retains his title. Great, great showmanship between the two of these. Um, Bray had a fun little segment that was not interrupted by Howdy or Alexa or L.A. Night or anything like that. I think it was good for him to just come out there and, and say what he needed to say to help push it. His message is, is that uh, L.A. Knight, if you wanted him pushed push to that level, then he's there. Uh, the main event, we got to see Sammy Zane versus Kevin Owens for the four millionth time. And for the four millionth time, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. These two are our best friends in real life. They've had falling outs. They've had falling ins. Uh, they do a great job of playing it up on camera but uh, KO actually wins by DQ because the bloodline comes down and attacks him later on actually from the crowd uh, when Sammy actually had him on the ropes as far as he was about to beat him and this is where Sammy starts to put a little distance he was not happy with what the Usos did because he legitimately had KO almost beaten. Before they showed up, so we'll see what happens with uh, that particular feud going forward. Uh, we'll see if Zayn puts distance between himself, or if they put distance between him. Uh, decent SmackDown, a lot of action, but not a lot of just a lot of filler. Uh, let's go to NXT, where they had New Year's Evil. That was kind of uh, one of their monthly. Features, I, I can't call it a pay-per-view because it's not. It was on TV. But uh, they had some pretty good matches in there. Dijak beat Tony D'Angelo in front of Wesley. Looks like DiJack and Wesley are going to be the next thing. Uh, DiJack, by the way, is looking really good and solid again in the ring. All that T-bar crap uh, just didn't help him all that much. He's a way better wrestler than that, than being a, a goon. Uh, but DiJack D'Angelo was good, taking out Stacks was a nice touch to it. Uh, DiJack versus Wesley is going to be uh, it's going to be pretty good. I, it wouldn't surprise me if DiJack won that, but uh, I like that Wesley is, is getting a chance to run with a title like that. The Creed brothers were supposed to face Indus Shur, but for some reason only Sanga was there, and then the new member of Indus Shur, the third member, Jinder Mahal. Came down they attacked the Creed brothers which led to a match later I like gender joining that team but I don't know where that goes from there it just uh, it was just kind of random all I can figure is that maybe uh, maybe veer missed a flight or have visa issues that seems to be something that hangs up superstars sometimes or maybe he's hurt I don't know what happened, but adding gender to it helps, but uh, it looks like they're just going to bury the Creed Brothers, which doesn't make a lot of sense. There was a tag gauntlet where Pretty Deadly, uh, first they took on some guy named Williams and Jackson that called themselves the Rockers and came out with the Rockers music. They were jobbers, good for them. They got appearances. Then the New Day come out and they said, well, we see what you're trying to do, and we fixed it. So the next team that Pretty Deadly had to beat three teams, it was a gauntlet who uh, basically there were going to be four teams in it and you had to, or five teams in it and you had to uh, be all the way to the end let's see one two three four teams there are four teams so after three pinfalls it was over Uh, let's see uh, so the new day They bring out uh, Malik and Idris, that are a really good team. But uh, Pretty Deadly had their number as well. Briggs and Jensen were supposed to be the last team, but it looks like they got attacked in the back. And who do they get attacked by? The returning Gallus. Yep, it seems that Gallus and a couple others from the UK were having... Visa issues, and they seem to be sorted out because a lot of them showed back up. Uh, Let's see, there was another one somewhere. I don't remember. I think it was one of them in the women's gauntlet later that were all people that were supposedly having visa issues, and it looks like they've got them cleared up. But Gallus actually wins... The match and they will face the New Day because they are now the number one contenders for the belts I like the New Day being champs uh, it's kind of weird them pulling double duty on two different shows I could see Gallus winning the tag belts and being the the new placeholders trend setters down here in NXT that would make a lot of sense we'll see what happens with that uh, Tiffany Stratton come out and reminded everybody she's still on the roster and that she's got some big things coming. I think she got dinged up when she took on Wendy Chu, and uh, they, they let her heal up, and kinda let her represent herself, because she is an amazing talent, and she has a lot, she has a, a lot of potential, I believe. That led us to what I thought was gonna be the main event, and based off the way it ended, it, it was bizarre. Grayson Waller took on Braun Breaker, for the heavyweight title at one point the uh, brawn got thrown into the to the turnbuckle and the second rope got really loose and, and come comp- like completely un unattached in a couple places which looked like mass confusion it looked legitimate to start with and uh, then like a handful of ring crew referees jumped up to fix it and then later on when Waller was going for one of where he walks out on the second rope and does uh, um, it's like an elbow drop, I think. Uh, all of a sudden, the the ropes gave, or the second rope gave way. He tumbled to the outside, and he got counted out. I give him a for effort on the on on the crazy weird booking, but this is just going to lead to a cage match in a couple weeks at their bigger events. I don't know why you would waste something like this here. You could have had somebody else face Braun and Waller come out at the end but this happened like halfway through the show which means to me that okay well there's going to be issues with the second rope for the rest of the night well by the time the next match started which was Charlie Dempsey versus Hank Walker we were reassured by by uh, Vance Joseph down at the booth at the announcer booth that oh it has been double reinforced which tells me that the, the rope gimmick was that and that it was I don't know, not, not as real as we thought it was. We'll put it that way. But Braun retains. They're going to face again. And Sean Michaels at the very end of the show got them both in a room, and he said, you know what, the way we're going to solve this is it's going to be in a cage. And I, I like it. I, I see a lot of potential out of Grayson Waller. We know Braun's really good. I think Grayson can be that guy to either lead NXT to uh, a new chapter, or he can get the or he can get the denied uh, the of, of being brought up to Raw or SmackDown where I think he could do some uh, some other bigger things. As I said, next match on the card was Charlie Dempsey versus Hank Walker. Hank's, Hanks. all right, we know that, but uh, Charlie Dempsey, they're they're starting to, to put the rocket on his back a little bit and really get things going for him. Of course, he gets the win over Hank Walker. He did this crazy pretzel tie-up thing that not only would make his father proud, and I'm sure it did, uh, I would imagine Brian Danielson probably sent a text message over that one like, that was pretty nice kid. Uh, Dempsey with the win. Dempsey could be fun going down the road for sure uh, Gender with Sangha took on Julius Creed since um, other Creed brother was uh, dinged up as usual I, I think maybe they cancelled part of that match because you know Veer had trouble getting there maybe and uh, the other Creed brother was, was probably still injured uh, That I don't know the Creed's are just having issues in the last couple months uh, gender ends up with the win, though, over Julius Creed. It kind of made sense. I mean, Gender just showed up. You wouldn't have him immediately drop to one of them. And it sets up tag matches down the road. Then we had the Women's 20 Woman Battle Royal to determine the number one contender. It come down to JC Jane and GG Dolan. Yep, it come down to the Toxic Attraction tag team. And, uh,. They ended up kind of duking it out a little bit in the end. I don't think it affected their friendship much. And then they both fell simultaneously. And as much as they showed the replays, they hit as simultaneous as you can. So they're both number one contenders for Roxanne Perez and her title belt. And she come out to uh, tell them as much. So we're going to get a uh, triple threat three-way dance however you want to call it for the women's title in nxt and it should be a lot of fun let's go to impact wrestling impact wrestling had the hard to kill pay-per-view over the weekend right here in the atl down there at center stage i believe where wcw used to record a lot of stuff um a lot of their matches were filler some had stories attached to them some not quite so much Small drink of coffee there. By the way, this coffee is from the Buttered Utter. They are not a sponsor, but I will sing their high praises as much as I can. Go check out the Buttered Utter in Hiram, Carrollton, Bremen, or uh, Cream Forest 1, which is their uh, kind of catering van, um, food truck kind of thing. Uh, if you see it, definitely go check them out. And... Tell him the impact center. Mike loves to hear that, by the way. Uh, it opened up. There was a six-woman tag match. Tasha Steele, Savannah Evans, and Giselle, Giselle Shaw defeated the Death Dolls. Um, and what ended up being a really cool match, Kushida ends up winning a six, uh, six-man match, six-way match against Alan Angels, Delirious, Mike Bailey, Mike Jackson, and Yuya Yumura. Mike Jackson, Ageless Wonder, uh, NWA Standout, and uh, Georgian. Shout out Mike Jackson. Um, Kushida wins is good, but Kushida hadn't been around so long. They just up and shows up and wins a random six man match. Uh, unless he's going to face Trey Miguel next, which it did not say that had anything to do with the, the end of the match, then. Uh, it was uh, just seven and a half minutes of filler. Speaking of Trey Miguel, he defeated Black Taru, who had Crazy Steve with him, for the Impact X Championship. He retains. That was a solid match. Black Taru is very underrated. Uh, Crazy Steve doesn't need to play a part in anything at all. He really didn't. He was just down there, which is which is totally fine. There's no reason you know he doesn't need to interfere, and he doesn't. And he didn't. But uh, Trey Miguel retains in that one. The Motor City Machine Guns retained their titles against Heath and Rhino, the Bullet Club, and the major players. It was a four-way tag team elimination match for the tag team championships. I mean, you had one team eliminate three others. Now what do you do? Are you, you going to have to slap another random team together? Are you bringing another team in? Because it just... Uh, I don't know. Just uh, not a lot of places to go with that one. Uh, Steve Macklin defeated Rich Swan in a Falls Count Anywhere match. It was decent. They're trying to build up Macklin again to uh, be a top contender because, uh, you know, Cardona's ran over him before. Moose has ran over him before. Josh Alexander ran over him before. I just They beat him down so much they got to build him back up. And Macklin is a big talent. Uh, Eddie Edwards defeated Jonathan Gresham. I don't know why. Jonathan Gresham can beat Eddie Edwards any day of the week and Eddie's actually really good. Um Masha Slamovich won the four-way match for the number 1 contender for the Knockouts World Championship. She beat diana perazzo Killer Kelly who was added to the match and had a great showing and Taylor Wilde. Uh Joe Hendry retained his Impact Digital Media Championship, no relation, versus Moose. I thought that was that was good. Moose can move on to other things. Joe Hendry with a solid title performance and uh, retaining it. That's really, really good. Enjoyed that. Uh, Mickey James keeps her career, and she wins the Knockouts World Championship. He needed to get off Jordan Grace. So, I mean, Mickey's about the only person that could have took it off of her uh but she has the title now. And what am I? oh, leaving out the world title. In the full metal mayhem match for the Impact World Championship, this was the Bully Ray Call Your Shot Championship match. Uh, Josh Alexander defeats Bully Ray by submission. He really knocked him out. But uh makes no sense. I thought Bully would easily win that. Not easily, but I thought Bully would be the one to take the belt off of him. Maybe because they had Mickey win, they didn't want both. Somebody has to beat Josh Alexander. He's not the best in your company, even. But yet, you've had him run over practically everybody. So, unless you're going to bring somebody in, kind of back yourself into a corner. But we will see the fallout from that this week on Impact. And... Not much else to say about that. So, let's go to AEW. On AEW Dynamite, we open up with Moxley versus Hangman. Looks like at one point I thought they were playing up the whole Hangman got injured by Moxley the first time, so Moxley got injured by Hangman this time. I don't think I think Moxley was was a little disoriented because he was acting even un-Moxley like to the officials, and Wheeler to actually come in after the match uh, kind of as, as things were, were... You know, because Hangman looked like he was going to come back in and stir it back up, and the referee shot him a look and, and said, you need to get out of here. And so he kind of celebrated and went up the ramp. That told me they were <laughs> they were checking on Moxley. Uh, hopefully he is okay. Uh, these two are just so brutal and so strong style, basically. They use that, that Japanese strong style of of heavy blows it's like instead of soft blows to make it look like you're throwing heavy blows they're throwing some heavy ones but hangman actually gets the win in that one we got to receive we got to see the return of adam cole baby there's a lot of people he could get into it with um some people suggest miro i would like to see miro back and him and adam cole that would be really good um there's a lot of people I would like to see Adam Cole feud with. And he's on his own because Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are are not with AEW anymore. In fact, didn't Bobby Fish join Impact Wrestling only to, I mean, be gone the last... He didn't even show up this year. Uh, good to have Adam Cole back, though. And he talked about how real his injuries got, uh, his concussions and things like that, that uh, put him in some really, really scary situations but uh, he seems to be doing good he was back and it was good to see him back we got to see hook and jack perry take on big bill and Lee moriarty with stokely in their corner hook and jack perry of course win that particular match as they should i don't know if they're going to put those two together as a team they're an interesting team i would rather them be just a, a two-person tandem where they can team or they can be separate or just watch each other's back but uh that that's the way I would do it. I wouldn't officially call them a team. I would just say they are more associates. Uh, Kanosuke uh, Takeshta Make sure I say his name right. Took on Brian Danielson after MJF tried to rip him a new one. It was okay, but it seems like uh, uh, Koneshka had some some good shots for the MJF too. So uh, definitely enjoyed that. Brian Danielson does get the win. I could see, uh, Takeshita being a big star down the road. He's a big, tough, big, talented kid. And, uh, he's one I would hang on to if I was AEW. He could be an international star sooner rather than later. Uh, Tony Storm and Soraya took on Dr. Brett Baker and Jamie Hader. Sheeta, who was a little miffed that she was cut out of this match by Serea, who picked Tony Storm over her? Looks like Sheeta is not necessarily joining the dark side, but uh, she made sure that Brit and Hater got the upper hand in this one, and heal Sheeta could be, could be something. We'll see what they do with that. Uh, the Elite took on Death Triangle in match 7 of 7 for the trios championships in a I think Mexican death match and holy cow holy cow at this match go back and watch it if you did not it was uh, insane and it wasn't insane in a bad way this was some of the craziest most well put together spots I have seen in a long long time ultimately your new trios champions The Elite, they basically get their belts back that they dropped because they got suspended. And now they are back, and it looks like they have established it. The six-man championships can be some of the best in AEW, and I look forward to seeing uh, the trios they're going to put together for that one. I wouldn't mind House of Black having a run with them at some point. Uh, Juice Robinson took on Darby Allen. Juice dominated almost the entire match before Darby Got the upper hand and did a coffin drop for the win. Really good match. Juice Robinson is very underrated, and uh, I think Darby is as well. Honestly, Darby gets some acclaim, but he is he is way better than advertised. Great match. Darby retains. Brody King and Malachi Black took on Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. For some reason, they're trying to split Ortiz and Kingston. It makes no sense because from what I heard, Santana, who is still rehabbing that uh, horrendous knee injury that he had, what, June or July of last year, that Santana and Ortiz have had a little bit of a falling out. So Ortiz is kind of a no man's land. If he's not with Eddie Kingston, then, I mean, he might as well join House of Black. He's got nobody else to be around. But uh, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, instead, it was a showcase for Malachi and Brody. To uh, pick up a a really, really good win. Even though Buddy Murphy and Julia Hart did come out there. House of Black. Has the potential to be one of the top. Reasons AEW is super successful in 2023. And I hope they get. The. Uh, I hope they get the nod for that. Random thing where. Best friends. Jarrett and Lethal. Dan Housen and, um, somebody tried to tell me who it was, Paul Housen or something, I, I don't remember, but uh, he ended up taking a, a Jeff Jarrett guitar shot to the Dome, I think he took it like a champ, good for that guy, but uh, it, it really, it, unless Jarrett and Lethal are going to go after the best friends now, i it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. It was a lot of filler, and it got uh, a random celebrity, a random celebrity uh, involved in AEW. And uh, if we're going to do that, that's kind of like Scooby Doo episodes I've been watching lately. The kinds of guests you're going to have—I mean, I'm available. The Impact will uh, happily come uh, take a few bumps in the ring or something if you guys need so. You know, I'm not hard to find. Ty Mello and Anna J took on Ruby and Willow in a really brutal match. I, it was a. I really. I really don't know why it was like a street fight or whatever it is. I do have to say, Willow went more. Kind of more Santana Ortiz, kind of more street style for this street fight, and, uh, I like the, I like the image and the look. I think maybe that's something she should consider moving forward. It was a different look. She didn't have to do it all the time. I know she probably wants to go back to her normal thing, but that was a uh, I liked it. I think she really pulled that off and, uh, a bunch of them ended up bleeding all over the place. Ruby took a shot that she was bleeding like a stuck pig for, for majority of the match. Uh, but, uh, in the long run, it was a solid AEW, and that led to oh, that was Rampage actually. Did I did I miss? Oh, the Elite and, and Death Triangle were Dynamite AEW Rampage was uh, Juice Darby, House of Black. All okay. Making sure I didn't miss anything there because I do want to finish by saying that New Japan showed a recent match from about a week ago where it was the return of Kenny Omega taking on Will Ospreay for the United States Championship. There's uh, a British Championship and a U.S. Championship over there in New Japan, and Ospreay has both. Uh, This match, if you're not sure if Kenny Omega is back up to the level he used to be at, he's not. He's actually a level above where he used to be before he got uh, injured so much. Will Ospreay, he's quite dinged up too, but he is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. I mean, if you make a top five list, Will Ospreay better be in your top three, or you've just proven to everybody that you don't watch Will Ospreay matches. This had 12 star classic out of 5 12 out of 12 stars out of 5 written all over it and it delivered it had everything you needed to just be one of the most action packed exceptional storytelling matches I've seen in a long time in the end Kenny Omega is your new New Japan US champion which means he's going to be double duty of defending the belt in Japan And defending the trios belts here. Which tells me the trios belts may get dropped here soon. But Omega versus Osprey is good anytime you line them up. Other than that, that is everything we have for this week. A little over an hour. Had a lot of stuff to talk about. But appreciate all you guys allowing us to come on each and every week. And talk about the world of mixed martial arts and professional wrestling. Once again, thoughts, prayers, and condolences to... uh, jay briscoe and family uh, especially for his kids that are still battling with injuries and things like that and surgeries and uh, other than that we will see you guys next week deuces gooses go watch fighting go watch wrestling